0: Hello and welcome. This is Susan Lopresti and you're listening to the Susan Lopresti Wellness Mind, Body and Soul podcast. I am so grateful to have you here with me today and I'm very excited about the subject that I'll be discussing with you today and that is intermittent fasting. During this episode, you will gain a better understanding of how to readily incorporate intermittent fasting into a fitness and weight loss plan. You will finally achieve your goals and get your energy levels and metabolism back to a state of maximum benefit to you. I'm a big believer in IF as it has helped me to reclaim my ideal weight after I struggled for a few years on different diet plans that were never sustainable for me. I found that intermittent fasting was simple, easy to fit into any lifestyle, any schedule, and work around a schedule that works best for you, and I just love that about it. Intermittent fasting is heralded as one of the most effective ways to lose weight and get your body into shape. Simply put, intermittent fasting is not a diet. It's an eating pattern. So where did this concept come from? Well, believe it or not, Intermittent fasting is derived from the eating patterns of our ancestors, the hunter-gatherers. Their eating patterns relied on this ever-changing and often very unreliable abundance of food, and as such, They often went long periods of time without eating. When they did make a kill, they often ate and shared their catch amongst the entire tribe in one sitting because they weren't able to preserve it. They had no means of preserving foods that would go bad, so they ate it all at once. And then some days, They would not catch or kill anything. And so that's when they had these unintentional periods of fasting. The following day, they would go back out on a hunt and search for unknown lengths of time in order to try and produce a catch. And a level of activity combined with food intake, which kept them lean and agile throughout Their whole lives. These eating patterns are ingrained in our DNA. Part of us knows that overeating is never and was never a sustainable or natural thing to do. And surprisingly, our bodies actually react positively to lengthy periods without sustenance, provided that there's no mental stress or tension during these times. So the new phenomenon of intermittent fasting is actually based on centuries of the evolution of humankind. So it's a great argument to know if anyone tries to coin it as a new fad diet. So now you have some facts behind it. And there are numerous studies that show the benefits of diets based on intermittent fasting. Yet, as with any eating pattern, it doesn't come without its shortfalls. And that's natural for anything. So I'll be outlining the advantages, the disadvantages, and more of intermittent fasting. Try to maintain an open mind. And please get ready to learn as much as you can before deciding if this is something for you. And as I always tell my clients, anytime that you're doing something new, trying a new diet, implementing a new workout routine, whatever it is that's new for you, always check with your health care provider before you take on anything new. Intermittent fasting generally involves varying periods of fasting interspersed by shorter windows of eating, during which calorie deficiency for the periods of fasting time is accounted for. So there are several cycles of this which have been proven to work for those seeking to lose weight. By adjusting the pattern and frequency by which you consume your meals, you prolong the period of fasting, generally reserved for nighttime, and restrict your eating hours to a shorter period of time during the day. As a general rule to which all weight loss programs will agree, the best way to create weight loss is to restrict the number of calories consumed about the amount of activity partaken. So intermittent fasting is no different. As the restriction of calories takes place during the fasting hours and helps the body to digest and to assimilate what was consumed during non-fasting hours properly. The important part of the cycle is to ensure that the meals that we eat in between fasting periods are balanced, and contain enough nutrients and minerals to see your body through the next period of fasting. There are numerous arguments for both and against these patterns of eating that are still causing disagreement and discontent in the diet and fitness world. It is worth learning as much as you can to see if this suits you your lifestyle, your weight loss goals, before committing to a period of intermittent fasting. It's just easier to do your research. It wouldn't be fair to focus solely on the negatives. This kind of dieting has ultimately provided some participants with certain levels of success. Let's start by detailing some of the positive outcomes that have been observed by diets of intermittent fasting. Some aspects of intermittent fasting that the media has directed attention to is the fact that almost all people undertaking a period of intermittent fasting have experienced some of the following. Lower instances of cardiac complications. Lower risk of developing diabetes. Lower levels of inflammation and joint pain, and loss of excessive belly fat. All of those things are fabulous things to come out of intermittent fasting. Those are very important health benefits. In addition to positives, intermittent fasting can help to regulate imbalanced hormonal and cellular function. This can be observed. When after not eating for a period of time, your body initiates important cellular repair processes and changes hormone levels to make stored body fat more accessible. While fasting for a certain amount of time inevitably sends body into weight loss mode, as existing fat cells and hormones are called into use to replace the depleted amount of energy the body is receiving in the form of calories. The sustained period of time with no caloric intake followed by a significant intake sends the metabolism into overdrive and as such burns more during digestion than would usually occur on a normal diet. The overall benefits of intermittent fasting seem to be largely positive. There are, as with most weight loss programs, some downsides to be aware of too. One of the most appealing factors of intermittent fasting is that during the non-fasting hours, the meals you eat aren't necessarily specified as having to contain any particular amount of calories. However, they do have to be balanced. This means that while meal prepping isn't a requirement, you still need to be relatively smart about the foods and the portions you consume during non-fasting hours. Just because you built up a calorie deficit over the fasting period doesn't mean you could eat anything you like for eight hours there'll certainly be consequences for that so this is where most people fail with intermittent fasting so it helps to be aware that it's not only during the fasting hours that awareness of the body's hunger cues must be observed intermittent fasting can also elevate the likelihood of developing or worsening eating disorders We really want to be very cognizant of that. As so, much of intermittent fasting revolves around controlling and maintaining certain levels of food intake. And there's a fine line between when obsession over eating and not eating during your fasting, non-fasting days becomes heightened enough to become similar to an eating disorder and that way of thinking. So you need to be careful of that. Perhaps the most well-known version of intermittent fasting was originally suggested in the book entitled 8-Hour Diet by David Zinzenko. In this book, he suggested that leaving longer periods between meals allows the body to process food and break down any excess fat cells properly is preferable to eating more numerous smaller meals during the day. So, the good news is that for those sticking to the 16 8 diet, you sleep most of the 16 hour fasting window because you sleep somewhere between seven or eight hours, right? So the idea is that you follow a pattern of not eating early in the morning and then eating at, let's say, 11 or 12 p.m. and then confining any subsequent meals to within an eight-hour window, leaving two hours after your last meal before bedtime and following the same pattern the following day simply put the sixteen-eight method pretty much involves you just skipping breakfast and then ensuring your last meal is consumed at least two hours prior to when you go to sleep if you start eating at 12 in the afternoon Your last meal of the day is going to end at 8 p.m. And then you're not going to go to sleep until 10 p.m. Because that gives your body two hours prior to sleep to digest. It sounds easy, right? It really is. The main challenge that people face during a period of 16-8 dieting Is during the window of fasting in the morning. For anyone who has become accustomed to the breakfast like a king rule, the fitness media has shared with us for years. This might present itself as a challenge. However, if the other meals the previous day have been nutrient dense enough to provide both enough nutrition and also to satisfy hunger, The morning fasting should prove much easier. And keep in mind, in the morning when you're fasting, you can have water as much as you like, black tea, or black coffee. It takes time to figure out which kind of foods will successfully see your energy levels through until the following afternoon. So don't give up if you find it hard the first few days. The biggest question on most people's fast, hungry lips is what can they eat during that eight-hour eating window. Another positive element of this diet is that calories are not restricted during your eating hours. Both meals and snacks can be consumed, with the only guideline being that they consist of healthy balance and portion control. There are no forbidden foods on this diet, but professionals will recommend only that you avoid overindulgence as much as possible. The urge to overeat or binge can arise after a period of fasting and so the sixteen-eight dieters must be aware of this danger to lower the likelihood of them binging. If it helps for you to break your fast initially with a light snack instead of a heavy meal this can help with avoiding urges to binge later. During the 16-hour fast you can have all the coffee, tea, and water that you like, provided that there's no cream or sugar and it's just completely black. It also helps to take your time while eating. Savor each bite. Maybe even take a few minutes to break in the middle of your meal to allow digestion to begin as studies have shown this is beneficial for overall gut and also mental health as well as weight loss the fact that the author of this diet states that types of food don't matter too much seems to vastly contradict pretty much every other kind of healthy diet plan that we've ever seen I'm sure that eating three meals of fried, sugary, or fatty foods during your eating window would lead to different results after a period of following this diet. Some common sense dieting is advised during this time. As with all intermittent fasts, This diet is not suited to anyone who has unstable or unreliable blood sugar as the low levels during fasting can lead to complications. Breakfast is always the big question. Many studies in recent years have indicated the benefits of consuming breakfast within an hour of waking. And so it can be hard to change that thought and the habit patterns to suit this new mindset, the trick is just to try it, and if it works without too much anxiety involved, then you could hope for more success with the sixteen-eight. Repeated eating patterns become easier for the body and the mind to adjust. As with any diet plan, sixteen-eight can prove challenging at the beginning. There are other popular kinds of intermittent fasting. There's the 5-2 diet. This option involves fasting completely for two entire days and follow your normal diet pattern on the other days. This is not a diet or fasting that I would recommend. There's another one that's called Eat Stop Eat Diet. The theory here is that the days where food is not ingested are seen as a means of letting the body properly absorb and rest from digestion. The negatives here include long periods of fasting being initially extremely challenging, for new dieters anyone with existing anxiety sleep or blood sugar issues should avoid it then there's the alternate day fast where you fast on every alternate day as opposed to set days of the week many doctors will advise against this method for anyone completely new to fasting technique as full fasting Every other is a bit extreme for bodies unaccustomed to the effects. There are many different versions of this kind of fast, however, some of which allow up to 500 calories per day on the fasting day. Many health professionals maintain that this method is inadvisable for long-term weight loss pursuits as the frequency of the fasting periods lean towards unhealthy habits and shouldn't be attempted without having tried fasting first. Then there's the warrior diet, which consists of fasting completely during the day and eating one large meal at night. The thinking behind this comes from a similar origin to the 168 diet. The warrior reflex of the human body have been accustomed to long periods without foods in times before ready made meals in grocery stores were commonplace and easily accessible. Ori Hoffmekla was the first person to popularize this diet, and he emphasized the importance of consuming light, low-calorie snacks during the day, such as fruits and vegetables, and then eating one large balanced meal at nighttime. The permitted or recommended food groups for the large balanced meal should include ingredients similar to those consumed on the paleo diet. Unprocessed, natural whole foods that have been accessible by some of the earliest ancestors In the Paleolithic period, a large part of successful intermittent fasting is centered around creating the right mentality. As with any new diet or eating plan, you can't expect to see immediate results. Human beings are creatures of habit, and shifting away from your normal eating or lack thereof can take time to adjust to. This is more of a mental thing than physical, as the recent studies on getting rid of the diet mentality suggest. But intermittent fasting needn't be so hard. It's important, however, to understand that you can't just decide you're fasting if you accidentally miss or skip breakfast or any other large meal. This kind of false justification rarely works and generally results in severe troughs in energy levels or even binges and spikes in blood sugar. The best way to go about starting an intermittent fast is to plan ahead of schedule. Start your eating patterns on a Monday, for example, and spend the Sunday prior to getting yourself more educated on what exactly it is you're getting yourself in for. Make yourself aware of all the potential outcomes and potential reactions, both negative and positive. And again, consult medical advice. If you are unsure in any way about whether or not intermittent fasting is something that could work for you, seek your doctor's medical advice beforehand. The following conditions are signs that you probably should not try intermittent fasting. If you are pregnant or breastfeeding, If you have or have had a history of an eating disorder, if you have diabetes or issues with blood sugar levels, if you're prone to experiencing anxiety, or you are prone to fainting, do not try intermittent fasting. As so much of dieting is focused around negative emotions and punishment for slip-ups or deviations from the diet, it's so important to establish a very healthy mindset surrounding weight loss before trying intermittent fasting. Successful weight loss, and that means sustainable long-term weight loss that stays lost, Generally, centers around creating positive lifestyle changes that incorporate healthy eating and automatically lend themselves to weight loss. This involves not only diet, but also activity levels, environmental factors, and most importantly, mentality. Intermittent fasting can be used as one of these lifestyle changes. A simple eating pattern that you follow several days of the week or month that helps to regulate your metabolism and slowly return your body to its most natural and balanced state. But keep in mind how you view the process of intermittent fasting in your head. If you're expecting it to work as a quick fix, just know. That is not sustainable either. Trust your body. A huge element of successful weight loss involves learning how to listen to your body correctly. This means feeding, moving, and being kind to your body when it needs you to be. A lot of health professionals overcomplicate weight loss by cornering it into one small element of a pie chart that relies on the entirety to achieve wholesomeness. Anyone who has experienced achieving weight loss and gaining it back will tell you that the satisfaction was fleeting. Only by listening to our bodies and providing them with the nutrients environment, and movement necessary to cultivate a balanced lifestyle can we hope to achieve at our ideal weight. If intermittent fasting helps you reach this point, great. View it as a tool which has helped you reach full awareness of your body. Don't get addicted. Don't constantly fast and don't expect to see changes overnight. Studies have shown that intermittent fasting can affect the functioning of your cells, genes, and hormones, as the altered pattern of your eating will ultimately release the hormones necessary for growth and repair. Intermittent fasting is particularly effective regarding the hormones that have to do with your hunger, blood sugar, and metabolism. Reducing insulin resistance is extremely effective in lowering blood sugar levels, thus lowering your risk of developing type 2 diabetes. It has even been suggested that periodic fasting can trigger improved cell regrowth and immune system repair, assisting the body's recovery from treatments such as chemotherapy. As well as using stores of glucose, prolonged periods of fasting also breaks down significant portions of white blood cells. This then triggers stem cell-based regeneration of new immune system cells. The human growth hormone, HGH as it's commonly known, is one of the most highly affected hormones in the body during a period of fasting. After six hours of a fast, this hormone Goes into overdrive and starts producing physiological results in the form of increased metabolism and fat burning. The protein it produces, amino acids, are used to improve brain and neural functioning, also, repairing collagen and helping with skin growth and repair while it does so. Insulin and HGH work as opposites in this function. As fasting helps to reduce inflammation, contributing to lower cholesterol, blood pressure, and overall weight, there are benefits for those seeking to improve heart health. However, doctors also advise caution to these patients, as electrolyte imbalance can occur, giving rise to arrhythmias. So here's the bottom line. It seems that the same goes for any existing medical condition. If you wish to try losing weight with intermittent fasting, it is always best to consult your doctor first. Curiously, there have been studies to show that intermittent fasting has more successful weights in men instead of those in women. This has to do with hormonal rates involved in metabolism and fat storage and takes into account centuries of women's activity levels being lower than those of men. If we're considering the origins of intermittent fasting from the perspective of ancestral habits, This definitely should be taken into consideration when analyzing the differences in results between men and women. The idea is that because men were traditionally involved in more active hunting and sourcing of sustenance, women's bodies developed differently with a higher reliance on fat storage and muscle stability for tending crops and children and housework. Males and females inevitably also require and process hormones differently to one another. As we've already discussed the effects of intermittent fasting on hormones, it follows that different initial levels and types of hormones will produce different effects In response to fasting, overall, in terms of dieting and losing weight, it's best to be honest with yourself about why you want to achieve what you've set out to do by trying intermittent fasting. You'll find that motivation can come simply from taking the time to find this why. The same goes for any kind of weight loss plan. If you have clear goals with clear motivation and clear steps to achieve it, it's difficult to fail. While there's still relatively little research done on the long term effects of intermittent fasting, it can't be denied that enough people have experienced positive results from using this method that we've discussed today, for it has become as widely discussed as it has. Being honest with yourself about these factors is also important. Honestly noting reactions or responses your body might have to the fast and seeking medical advice if you're unsure of what you experience. Take the next few minutes to consider what your goals are and how you feel. Why do you want to try intermittent fasting? And what do you realistically think you will receive from trying it? Are you uncertain about any of these aspects? We are done, but you are just getting started. I want to thank you so much for spending your time with me here today. If you found this episode to be informative and helpful, And if you could think of anyone who may benefit from this episode, I would ask you to please kindly share it with them. Also, leave me a review because the more you share and the more reviews I have, the more that I will be able to help other people to see these episodes and to learn from them. So thank you again for sharing your time with me. I so appreciate you. Until the next time, stay happy, stay well. Bye for now.